we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. He's Steve Geller. You can follow him at Steve Geller WWL. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit that button wherever the button is. I don't know. It's different on all the apps, but it's there. Trust me. Go find it. Hit all and, the buttons. Uh, if you leave a rating, leave a review. We got a nice rating and review the other day. It was a, it was, I, I can't remember the name, but it was, it was five stars. It was a good one. They left, they left words and everything. It was, it was nice to see. So uh, I always appreciate when people do that. Always appreciate the fandom. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they said, Steve got a haircut and I'm a big fan of that. Thank goodness. Right. He finally uh, did something with the mop. Oh, I keep forgetting to mention this. We can mention this before we go on to Jamal. We should congratulate Steve, who's going to be the new sports director at WWL. He's going to be hosting sports talk every day instead of just Fridays. So coming soon. You get, you get to hear, hear more. Mic, I don't know. Yeah. Good job. Congratulations, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. And yeah, still going to be part of obviously this though. This, this is our like little baby. I feel we're, we're taking wherever. Yeah. We'll just have to record in the mornings. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know if you want to wait till after sports talk for all that. Yeah. We're not going to be doing it. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not down for 9 PM, 9 PM live chats, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get it done. I'll also be on the sideline this next season. So that'll be yes, kind of fun. Going to take that, that role over. So yeah, I'm going to be able to, pretend i have any idea what's going on from field level because i will not yeah but i mean it's uh an experience that you saw that that you know game what was it two last week last year week two yeah i guess the bucks was the worst game of the season no that last game was the worst game of the season true True. it was the worst (laughs) game that mattered (laughs) anyway you, you, you see it's a different a whole different perspective but the experience of being there and that close to the action is pretty wild and uh, something that you'll you'll always like have that and it's just great for storytelling kind of deals just from what you hear and see to just the the impacts and you know the nfl film uh i guess music you hear in your head as you're watching some history even go down i uh you know i was fortunate my first year to get a hold of breeze so there was there was records like being broken every other week it felt like yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but speaking of being close to the action, let's let's get into this. So this is not a two-hour-long podcast. We got to sit down with Jamal Williams. This was after his introductory press conference, and he had a lot to say. If you follow us on YouTube, this is the same interview that I posted on YouTube a few days ago. So if you've already watched and listened to it, feel free to fast forward because we're going to get into more kind of takeaways from it after the actual audio. But I did want to play it on this podcast because I feel like that's, kind of what this podcast is for, right? For us, for this audio. And I know we have podcast specific listeners. So if you're a YouTuber and a podcaster, you know, uh, you're going to have to suffer through it. I appreciate you if you are, but I've also trimmed a, a, some of it out of this interview. Cause you know, there's some radio stuff in there that we don't need to, that we don't need to replay, but this is the almost full sit down with Steve, myself and Jamal Williams. Enjoy. Well, so Jamal, I know that this is important to you. So tell us who's on your head. This? Yes. Eevee. <laughs> Eevee is a Pokemon. Yes. I don't know if Eevee could be a male too. But I don't know. That's a good question. Like, I don't know. Because Eevee be evolving. I think so. See, I, I've always been a Flareon guy myself. You like Flareon? Yeah, well, I, I thought it was, when I played Pokemon, I was a kid. Yeah. So I didn't know either. When I was a kid, I didn't know Eevee evolved all of these. You got to have to fight stones. 
That too. Yes. Anyway, I'm okay. totally lost in that yes. Pokemon. You know? Anyway, so okay. this is yeah, this is an interview about a Saints football player, right? And so, Joel, why don't you kind of tell us like how did this kind of occur? I know you you mentioned earlier that you talked to Joel Thomas mm-hmm. and you said see you soon. You know, so how from there did this kind of develop where you ended up in the world? Well, I don't really know how to explain it. Like my my agent did a great job and just going out there and finding people who are interested in what I wanted to do, but how did it come to... Yeah, I mean, so what what led to the kind of the marriage of you ending up on the Saints? Obviously, you were with the Lions last year. Shit. Ah, I don't know how to explain it. Like, literally, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. It really felt like it came out of nowhere, and so... That's how we felt, too, when the signing was announced. It was like, whoa! Yeah. That's how I felt. But it was it. But it was just like, I wasn't nowhere aware of what was happening. Yeah. Like, when I seen Coach Thomas at the combine, it wasn't no talk of really like, yeah, we trying to get you over there and nothing like that. Right, we right. Just, we was just talking, you know what I mean? We was just talking and enjoying, enjoying football, talking about drills and whatever. And I just did see you soon. And now we here. So I don't really know how to explain it. Honestly, I just give thanks to God, give thanks to, you know, my journey and just how it's going. I give thanks to Drew, my agent, for getting the job done. You know, we try to get done with our, my former team, but couldn't come close. So, and then Saints came out of nowhere, and you know what I mean. Showed us the offer. I was like, wow, all right. Like they gave us an offer that was already like, all right, they taking us serious. They want me here. Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and take there. Wow, <laughs> wow. Like uh, in Detroit, you know what I mean. It's, they gave Montgomery what they offered Montgomery. I never got that offer. Which is crazy. They gave me lesser than that. Mm-hmm. They offered me lesser than that. And it's just like, wow, okay. Like, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> like, it's the business, but it's still like, ah, this is what y'all think. All right. So, after that was done, then my mind was already set on, I'm going to go somewhere else new. Like, I'm not going to deal with people who want to devalue me for what they think they know me for mm-hmm. and, and what I've brought to the team and what I do for a team. So, I'm just grateful to be at a place with the Saints that, you know, they wanted me for me. They know what I can do. And at the same time, like, I'm bringing more here than they know what I can do. So what they think my capacity is and what I can do, they have no idea. That's why I keep things personal to me. What's mom's early impressions of your, your new surroundings, your new new, new city that you're going to be in? You said my mom? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't really care. She's not the one playing football, so it's not her job. But me and my girl, yeah. Yeah, mama's taking a back seat right now. I got a girlfriend that's potentially to be the wifey. So yes, gotcha. I care more about what she <laughs> But she she likes it. And so but she's all she's down for the ride wherever we go. So I'm grateful for her to just be in a great support. I'm grateful for my uncle in Arizona, who my trainer, uh, Luke Neal. I'm grateful for him. I'm grateful for just them. And then, but they excited though. They just excited wherever I go. My family is, my cousins and everybody. My cousins in Detroit though, like they're sad. They're sad that I had to leave. So my cousin Nona's sad, but I I told her she can always come down to NOLA. Ah, Dang, I hope I'm saying it right. NOLA. You got it. NOLA, NOLA. Oh, they about to hate me. Please don't hate me. <laughs> trust, trust me, with the personality you bring and that energy, the folks are going to love you here. It's, it's the fact that uh, you can tell that your, your passion for the game is just so uh, natural and honest. 
Where did that develop? Was it always from young, you know, very young that you want, you knew you wanted to be a football player? Yeah, I knew. I get that. Days <laughs> when I was playing flag football, I already knew I was going to play football. And my favorite team at the time was the Rams. And like, I just remember watching Marshall Fall. I never watched, really watched, you know, Eric Dickerson really play. Yeah. I seen YouTube videos, Eric Dickerson, Marshall Fall, Stevie Jackson's my favorite. Out of like all the rounds, running backs, he's still my favorite. Um, shoot, I see Trey Mason, Cunningham when he was there for a little bit, Ty Gurley when he was there. Like, I watched them all, so I've always been a rounds running back type of person. And but my personality has always been the same. Like, I, I've always been a hard worker, I always knew, like. I asked my mom, like, how do I make it to the NFL? She's like, good grades, work hard, stay out of trouble. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, that's basically all I did. Good grades, kept working. Like, I was, <laughs> I remember in high school, like, every weekend, I just start from my house, running, like, four, three blocks, and then run back every weekend. And then people got used to seeing me do that. Yeah. You know, waving and say, like, how you doing? Get that work in? I'm like, yep. But nobody had to tell me to do that. You know what I mean? I, I just do it because I want it to be great. I do things extra just because I feel like there's always going to be somebody trying to work harder than me, you know? And that's just the way of life. It's just keeping yourself motivated. And I feel like I do a great job of just having the self-motivation, being a self-critic of myself all the time and knowing what I can and can't do, but I know I can't do it. It's just all about me mentally, you know what I mean? And not putting those blocks on myself or limits on myself from what I can do, so. And then that's why I like, that's why I don't watch TV and none of this stuff. Cause when I start hearing people talk about me, I'm like, you never even, you never even talk to me in person. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't even know who I am. But you think you know me cause you watch video or a couple of games? Right. That's nothing. So that's why I feel like this year is gonna be even better. Cause when I tell people I told you so, like you You'd love to hear me. that for sure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't know me. And I take everything like I take this for a positive uh motivation, you know? Yeah. I take this for all right, y'all think y'all know me, I'm gonna show y'all and I wanna be the reason. Not the reason, but I wanna be part of a team. I'm grateful to be part of a team like the Saints to be able to show my, you know, my abilities even more and just be able to help a team that's already been winning. So I just want to be here and just get some dubs, man. <laughs> well, so I know you're a busy guy. We got to let you go before. So you know about Nola. You know about beignets. Nola. Yeah. So there's yeah. one other thing. It's called a hoodat. Yeah, I heard it. Have you practiced that at all? I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I know the hoodat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can we get a good one? Can we get a, can we get a Jamal Williams hoodat right now? What do you mean? Just to, you know, say it with your chest. Like, who that say they're going to beat them Saints? I got to say it like that. Well, you got it. It's the rules. What, who that? Who that? <laughs> you know? yeah. Who that? Hey, who it's that? It's one of those words that has multiple meanings, yeah. too. Yeah. Kind of like a forget about it. You know, you say, you, <laughs> yeah. say, you can put a who that on anything. Oh, I'm about to. I'm about to start saying who that to everybody. <laughs> I'm going to say it when people knock on my door. Who that? Oh, there you go. Then you're definitely fitting right in. Yeah, my daughter, she doing anything bad? Who that? She's going to be like, what? what do you mean? It was like, hey. Oh yeah, now I gotta teach her her new uh, mascot. For too. sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna be like, sorry, baby, no more roaring around here. What sound does a saint make? Who that? Ah, I found it. Right. <laughs> really appreciate you taking. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the talk, man. Nah, thank y'all. Nice to meet you. I see you soon. Definitely. So yeah, there's Jamal. I did enjoy his. Uh, <laughs> his who dad at the end because like, after like the third one he was like ah, i found it okay <laughs> yeah I, I laughed too that he thought he was all worried about mispronouncing nola and i was like you got it man you got it no problem 
how else would you say it? Not, That's not, not asked, but it was like we, we were kind of pressed for time. It was just like, dude, what exactly do you think you're gonna say? Like, how else? I'm just I'm genuinely curious. How else would you pronounce those four letters in a row? No la. Right. No la? Nalo? <laughs> no, no I, I, I don't know. Uh, no, but yeah, it just all in all around a fun guy. You know, he kind of brings the energy. You feel it as as soon as he enters the room, and it's it's going to be interesting off the field as well as on the field. Obviously, with him and the addition in this in this Saints backfield, I think that's a like Kamara's a very similar outgoing kind of personality. I can't even imagine what that corner of the locker room is going to be like if they're next to each other. Kamara's funny and he's outgoing, but like they are very different people in terms of uh, Alvin's like, I don't want to say, I feel like saying cool is kind of reductive of like of Jamal because I think Jamal is very interesting in his own way. It's just like he's Jamal is very much, you know, like out there in terms of he's not as composed in that way. You know, he's like, he he kind of reminds me of CJ. Again, we, we, I talked about this in terms of kind of, just having that very quirky personality that you kind of really appreciate, but I can see why it could become grating in certain ways. But again, kind of like CJ, you could hear in that interview, he's, he's been told a lot. And he said this during his press conference, he said it to us. It was like, you don't know what I'm capable of. And I think a lot of that is him being told. It was like, Oh, you get, yeah, you had 17 touchdowns. You broke Barry Sanders lions record. You led the NFL by three. And but but yeah, they're all short yardage, you know, they're all short short runs. That doesn't mean anything. And it's just like, I guess, but you know, I, I can prove you wrong. And and he's gonna get a chance to do that. Like, that's the thing, is there's a very good chance that he ends up being the starter for maybe four, six games this season. And that's in that's not including any potential injury absences for Alvin. That's just if he gets suspended. So you know, if he wants to prove people wrong, this is this is going to be a good place to do it. And I think that's part of the reason he's probably excited to be here. Is you you are going to get that opportunity. You know, there's nothing, there's no way around it. Yeah, he's been you know a part of some nice timeshares, and like you said, there's a good chance. Heck, week one, you know, Kamara's already you know missing time, right? Uh, potentially, and he's he's your lead guy. Obviously, I think we expect the team to to still address the running back position still, but I don't. I th- I think with a guy who has the experience and you know we, <laughs> what you mentioned with the Lions last year of breaking Barry Sanders single season rushing touchdown record is another thing that just blows my mind on how you let this guy out your door when he provided he, he provides you with team leadership and obviously the production and is a quote-unquote Detroit legend now? I mean, are they mad that he broke the record? Is that why we sent, they, they sent them packing? And it was just, it's just funny you hear that too. There's that little bit of chip-on-your-shoulder anger in there because of a disrespectful offer he got from a team that we saw very well on plenty of clips giving all his heart to and soul, whether it's you know the fun interviews or even when he got emotional on things. Uh, it just uh, seems like a really smart ad and good value for the saints too so all around really really big kudos to this ad yeah and he he went into in his press conference he used the word quote-unquote disrespectful in terms of what that offer was for him when he was talking to us he actually i think he went into a little bit more detail of like you know there has been some reports that they the lions did offer give send him an offer 
But he was like, no, that there was an offer, but it was nowhere near that. And, you know, I want Jamal Williams to be that guy, the guy that he is right now, right? Like, yeah. I don't want Jamal Williams coming in saying I'm the best and I proved it. I want Jamal Williams coming in and saying, y'all are still doubting me, even though I ran for 17 touchdowns last year. So here, let's do it again. Uh, so like, that's the attitude I want from him. So I'm glad he had it. One thing that Jamal said, and it, it was echoed by Colin, and we can get into this a little bit more after uh, after we listen to Colin's interview, but you know, the Saints approach free agency in a very specific way. They have a plan, they have a number, they go find their guys, and they stick to it. They don't get into bidding wars. They go find the players they want. They say, we want you. This is what we're willing to pay you. Feel free to go shop around. But this is how we want to use you. This is the vision we have for you. And, and and this is the conversation, right? Like they make it clear that they want that player here. They make it clear what they're willing to pay. And then they say, let us know, right? It's what they did with Jamal. And it's what they did with Colin. And I think that's a very refreshing approach when you like Jamal, who were like, yeah, they just, that's an embarrassing offer that they made me. And it's like, I think it's because you want, they're trying to get into negotiations. Like they're trying to lowball you so that you can meet in the middle. It's like, I think that the way the Saints approach it is actually very refreshing. And it's like, you do end up, you end up getting players who want to be here, right? You're not, you're not going after the players who are just trying to get a paycheck, which obviously you do want to get a paycheck. That's a part of it. But I don't want to sign players that are only willing to come play for this team because you offered the most money. Like, Sure, in certain instances, you do want to be the team that offers the most money. But I think you also want to have the players who want to be there because they want to be there. Yeah, I mean, you usually don't hear, I won't say usually, but for the most part, you don't hear players complaining about what they didn't get. They're just, you know, happy to be getting on with a new start, whatever kind of thing. But you could, this definitely stung Jamal Williams because, you know, that he even mentioned he didn't get that money that the Lions offered Ty Montgomery. David Montgomery. David Montgomery. Sorry, it's Ty Montgomery. Former Saint. Sorry. Yeah. If David Monk, if Ty Montgomery got a three year, $18 million deal, we'd have to have a conversation. Yeah, he would be. He would be pretty pissed off. Right. Um, but there was, there was one question that we didn't get to ask Jamal about. And it was his kind of his connection to Taysom Hill. He was asked about it in his press conference. So here is that sound. Because it does sound like he's very excited to play with his former BYU buddy again. Even though he didn't finish his career at BYU, he he unenrolled and went to Arizona to close out his career. But uh, he he remembers Taysom Hill fondly. Here's that clip. Oh, Taysom? Oh, I can't wait to mess with him. <laughs> it's been too long now. So I can't wait to mess with him. Don't worry. You'll see it. Yeah, it's what's what's funny, too, is like there's a a video with those two out there from BYU getting interviewed together. And like even then... It's like he's known as the young player, Williams, and Taysom's known as the old guys. Like, and they're going back and forth. It's like, yeah, he's 35 and I'm 15 years old, kind of thing he's saying. Yeah. I mean, well, Taysom is like five years older than him in real life, right? Like, <laughs> that's not an exaggeration to this. Like, it be, Jamal is one of the few former BYU Cougars who is not like three years older than you think he's going to be when you talk about him, <laughs> he's only 27. And I was kind of surprised because it feels like he's been in the league forever. Like he was on the Packers for four years, been on the Lions for two years. Um, so, I mean, he's still got juice in the tank. And I think that's, it's a, it's a good time to get him because I think he and Alvin are in very similar situations and 
you know, I don't know how long either of these guys has left in terms of like at their peak, but I think they are both still there right now. And I think they're both going to end up kind of going downhill at the same time, at the same pace, whenever that is. One thing I will say, and it, and it is relative to Taysom as well, is if you are looking at Alvin in fantasy drafts, I mean, he might drop to like the sixth, seventh round just because you're talking about A, a guy who could get suspended and probably will get suspended, and B, a guy who might not get five goal line carries all season. Oh, forget it, right. Because you were already getting vultured by Taysom. And now whether you want to consider Jamal Williams as more than a goal line back just in general, he's still a premier goal line back. Like you do have that and you are going to use that. So like he's going to get the carries at the one yard line, at the two yard line. Like Alvin, in terms of a running, being a running back, he's only going to be able to score from, you know, 10 yards, 15 yards out. And like, that's just, when you're talking about a fantasy running back, that's not a great scenario. In real life, it's a fantastic pairing. In real life, that pairing is perfect because you don't have to hammer Alvin Kamara between the tackles and you still have someone who's elite at it. And then you can use Alvin at what he does best. Like in a full PPR league, he might have a little more value in that sense. And in just the fact that the Saints will be better for it, great. But it is kind of funny from a fantasy perspective, man, this this backfield is awful for Alvin. <laughs> no, and ho- hopefully, you know, it's kind of that reincarnation of Zoom and Boom Part 2, if you want to say. And hopefully, maybe he doesn't get the rushing touchdowns. We get him back more involved in the re- you know the receiving game yeah. and, and starting to get you know scores that way because there just wasn't enough of Alvin in space. I don't think really anyone in space last season, um, except for maybe Rashid Shaheed. But hopefully, yeah, that this lets that Boom and Zoom role kind of come about again and – I, I'm excited. I think that this is going to be a good pairing just from an all-around aspect of it. And, yeah, with Williams coming in with that kind of chip on his shoulder, wanting to carry the load right away is only a huge benefit for this team. Yeah, and, and again, like from a real-life perspective, that's what you want is not overloading Alvin. From a yeah. fan- fantasy <laughs> perspective, with which is not a real-life perspective, it's frustrating, but... I don't want to overload Alvin. I want Alvin to do what he does best, and I want him to be healthy at the end of the season. And so having Jamal, and you had this with Latavius to an extent, right? Uh, it, it helps in that regard. So I, I like that pairing a lot, and uh, I'm ho- hopefully you get to see it for a majority of next season. question is whether you would prefer to have that suspension come early or middle of the season because you don't want to lose games early because you don't have them, but you don't want to not have them later in the year when these games are massive. So... I think that'll be something to think about. But I don't think the Saints are going to have much say in the matter. That court case is going to start on July 31st if it ever gets there. So we'll have to be watching that. You might, you, it's funny, as you mentioned Latavius Murray, and I just recently watched on NFL Network, they were showing a Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo free agency showcase, and it was a Saints game. Uh, you know, Breeze and Garoppolo going back in a 48-45 game. I think it was 2019. Anyway... Latavius Murray had a hell of a game and you just appreciate how hard that guy really ran for this team. Just one of those moves, even this past season, it really sucks seeing him leave the, uh, the running back rotation. That was, that was a whole wild experience in itself last year. Yeah. And I think you were, you've been without that for the last two seasons and it has hurt you. Like you, you haven't had that that kind of reliable 
RB2, and now you do have it. And you have it with Taysom as well in the sense that he can be a changeup. So all of it's good. I think that this combination is going to be fruitful for the Saints, and I'm looking forward to watching it. But all right, let's wrap that segment up. We went a little long. Um, we're going to come back, and we're going to give you the Colin Saunders interview and the Nathan Shepard interview, which is the only non-team interview that's been done with Nathan Shepard at this point. So, so you know, it is what it is. All right, stick around on Inside Black and Gold. Two for one next segment. Two for one. It's like a pay less of interviews. 